Yeah, 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 that's how I'm feeling today. That's a little bit of Kendrick Lamar feel for you. Um, kind of fits in with the theme of what I wrote down today. But anyways, welcome to another episode of Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm episode. your host, Neil Richter, with my co-host here, E-Man Bates. E-Man Bates here, episode 22. We coming at you. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. just trucking along here. Uh, we're finally old enough to, you know, we've been old enough to drink in one episode now, so we're just kind of getting a real feel for it. Yeah, there's it. nothing cool that comes with a 22, is there? 22, yeah, you're just kind of hey, like, hey, you're you know over what? the hump and you're just waiting to die. No, next, <laughs> no next week, next week, nobody's going to like us, bro. We're 23. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. What's our no, age again? What's our <laughs> actually, age speaking again? of that, Big 22's got new music on the way. I just yes, read that on do, the internet. Yeah. Yeah, good for them. But um, before we get into it today, last Sunday, I'm sure all you guys saw everything that was going on the internet and how it was going crazy. And ever, I think a lot of us got duped into jumping straight into attacking one side or the other. And uh, ruh, ruh. so I decided to turn off my computer, turn off my TV, open my phone, and I decided to write a little something. And so I wanted to start it off today with just reading what I wrote and... Uh, Kind of just seeing how you guys feel about it. I'm open to your feedback and stuff once uh, I get through it. Full so, disclaimer, I have no idea what he's about to say. No, you, it's, 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 it's all <laughs> good. It's all good. Um, I just wrote, with a new year starting, I have done some reflecting, and I have a challenge for all of you listening. I really wanted to um, do something of value this year, and if you want to do something of value this year, I challenge you to learn about something that you don't understand. Get some books, watch some film, and above all else, Go to a community that is not of your own and just simply talk to people. I feel like we live in this toxic, fuck you, cancel culture society and never bother to ask one another questions or learn about each other. Trust me, I'm speaking to myself too, as I know wholeheartedly that I'm no saint. I know that when I get frustrated with a situation, I lash out and stay stupid things because anger makes you just that, stupid. The fact of the matter is that people fuck up all the time, especially when you're young and impressionable. I had a stretch of about a decade of making poor choices that got me into the trouble, trouble with law, the law many times. However, today at 31, I've learned from those mistakes and know I never want to be in that position again. For myself, for the stress that I put my family through, and it was incredibly selfish of me. But that was beside the point. When you take the time to, to respectfully talk with someone outside of your own culture or like-mindedness, you'll find that you're not all that different at all. I think hatred really comes from people being sheep, only intensified by our social media slash internet obsession. It starts with one ignorant person saying something and then mob mentality kicks in and you have a hundred or a thousand or a million people preaching that same ignorant thought without actually doing any research or learning of your own. It's 2019 and we still section ourselves off into communities of comfort 
because it's what you know and what you have seen all your life. And I think that needs to change. This country has been and will always be a melting pot of cultures from all over the world coming here to seek a better life. That's America. I come from a family of immigrants, and so do you. That's how it will always be, so you might as well embrace it and befriend each other, or else this world will eat you alive with hate and anger. Religion is supposed to provide us with some mental peace and clarity, so why does it divide us and create so much war? Think for yourself and not what someone else told you or some holy book told you. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. That's John ten fourteen. You ever think about the absurdity in that statement? Don't be a sheep. What I saw last Sunday on the internet made me sick for many reasons. How quickly we judge, myself included, before learning the full truth and how both sides tried to use the situation to fit their agenda. It comes as no surprise to me that those white kids in MAGA hats intend an almost entirely white boys Christian school with no female teachers or teachers of color. I did the research. It's also no surprise to me why people get irate when they see the MAGA hats being as they are most definitely a symbol of modern-day racism, with the intention of pissing people off. But is it the fault of a bunch of ignorant 16- and 17-year-old kids who know no different, or the fault of us as a society for allowing educational institutions to exist that teach from only one point of view, or the fault of us as a society for failing to show compassion for black and brown kids who come from broken homes and don't have the guidance of a positive and productive life? They see people that look just like them getting shot in the streets of the hands that are, by the hands of the people who are supposed to protect them. Or for having cops who police streets of communities they don't live in, frequent, or engage in. That we still teach that Christopher Columbus discovered America instead of the truth that the Native Americans found him lost at sea, only for him to turn around and rape and pillage the people who saved him. Or the fact that we vote primarily based upon a two-party political system. Two parties for 328 million people? We certainly aren't born with hate in our hearts. That's learned. Our school should be forced to have teachers and students alike from all races, sexes, sexual preferences, and belief system. Because when you're seeing and interacting with people from all different walks of life, you start to normalize people from all different walks of life and see them as an ally and an equal, not an enemy or lesser than. I know this principle will be lost on some people, and I'll be called a snowflake or a hippie, or be told it's not all rainbows and unicorns, but it's that same shitty thinking that's had us stuck in the mud year after year after year. I know this podcast is supposed to be a thing of entertainment, but the fact of the matter is I have a platform, and it may only reach a small crowd, but I felt like it was something that needed to be said. Take E-Man and I, for example. He's black and I'm white. We come from different cultures. We actually have only known each other for a couple years. But in that time, we've learned that we share a common love for a lot of things, from music to film. And our families actually come from a relatively same area, only separated by a couple miles down Telegraph Road. I know this because he took me to meet his grandma the other day. And it was very close to where my grandma's house was, God rest her soul. And that's where my mom grew up. The stuff we disagree on is cool, too. It's what makes us individuals. So that's my two cents on the situation. And I wanted to open the podcast up to to those kind of conversations. So if you hear something I say that you like or dislike, please hit me up. I'd love and more, be more than happy to have you on in this podcast to have an open, respectful conversation, which we could maybe try to find some understanding. You don't have to be a musician to be a guest on this show. A great conversation is the point of having a podcast in the first place. I've learned so much about people from listening to podcasts. But that's it. That's all I wanted to say. And... uh
I guess maybe I should ask you if, if you had anything to add about that before we start the show. So we're we're going off the whole the Indian tribe and the yeah. Maya thing. So yeah. The whole story behind that, there was three groups that day. So mm-hmm. it was them, them, and it was the Hebrew Israelites, Hebrew Israelites, which right. is actually my dad's religion, by right. the way. I, I like to throw that in there. My dad is Hebrew Israelite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you know, like, apparently what was going on there, according to, like, the kid, like the teenage kid, like, they were sounding racial slurs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And did you watch the video of it? I did. I watched the full yeah. video. Well, I started to watch the full video afterwards. And it was actually, like, it was more about them the the Native American Nathan Phillips went over to those kids to kind of protect them because the Hebrew Israelites were kind it's of a very shouting radical, at them. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's a very radical religion. It is. It really, it really is. And like, sometimes, and like certain ones are a little like, crazier than other it, uh, ones about it. Oh yeah, I mean, there's different segments of it. There's more of a, there's definitely more radical side of Hebrew Israelite like than that because my my dad is you know, he falls into that category. He's not as radical, mm-hmm. but his beliefs are really extreme. Kind of reminds me of like Killer Mike actually, right? Bit, with the same kind of belief system. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing about it is that uh, I forgot what's his name again. I forgot. Nathan Phillips. He compared it to the black version of the West Barrow Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. I felt a little bit offended by that personally, right. just because I'm like, you really can't justify like things that the West Barrow Baptist Church have done. Yeah, over that's the crazy. Years. I mean, I could see you know similar uh, like ideas necessarily i could see that maybe you know just obviously the different side of the spectrum mm. but i you know i yeah i <laughs> i don't know where to start on that one, those israel like, that day though i, I had yeah, heard what yeah. they were saying and they were saying some terrible shit brutal, too man. like they were talking really, about how the really native brutal. americans there's are, a way more radical side i mean cause right. I, I don't know i mean my dad's been trying to get me to come to like me because they you know they have like they're they don't call it church; they call it class. They have mm-hmm. it on Saturdays, right? And he's been trying to get me to go for the past like two years, right? But um, well, maybe go and see what you think. I about mean, it. I would go just to check it out. Yeah. To be honest with you, uh, it's just one of those things. I've looked into it and everything like that. There, I I do believe that, and I, I you know, this is my own opinion, mm-hmm. mind you. I'm I've I've never been a religious type of person, but if you really break it down, like. Black people and Hispanic people were, pro- were probably the first ones on earth, realistically. Realistically, I mean, it says yeah. in the book, says hair of, uh, was it hair of wool and skin of, uh, like tan skin mm-hmm. or something like that. Bro, skin of bronze, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, brown people were definitely yeah, the first there, people it, on earth. Like, absolutely. For sure. Like, so, I mean, the fact that we look at somebody like white Jesus, right, <laughs> this, right. hippie, this hippie looking dude right yeah. there. When all reality cannot, was probably dark skin. You cannot <laughs> tell me. That this dude was in Egypt. Like, no. This is the figure. He that probably looked more Arabic of anything. Like that was pitched over to the black culture during slave times. Mm-hmm. Like, like absolutely. Like that was just like, hey, this is who you were supposed to worship, type deal, or you know, or die, type type of thing. Killer so Mike was talking like about that, that on Rogan culture. last night. That I, you know, be honest with you, that I can get behind. I can mm-hmm. get behind that part. It's just the actual how they go about it, though, is just way too. Fucking extreme. For yeah, me, for right? sure, man. And I feel like that yeah. way with a lot of religion. My thing is just, well, I feel that way with most religion. Mm-hmm. To be honest yeah, with you. me too. But uh, how my my thing personally is just like, I, like I said, I'm not the most religious person in the world. I just believe in karma. I believe in like you know doing good to others, living life the way it makes sense to you, and try not to be an asshole every day. Right. That's how right. I feel too. Simply. And that's kind of why my religion faded because I was born Catholic. I was baptized, went confirmation, first communion, the whole, the whole shebang, you know? But I, I just made the decision as I became an alt, alt adult to stop going because I don't like the way 
that they treat. Uh, I don't think it's too political. I think it's too tied no. into politics. Like I don't like how their their stance on abortion, on gay rights, and, and I mean they even said I, uh, it was, I mean in the book they're talking about the bull like because we always had like this like kind of like sheep mentality like you were saying. Mm-hmm. They said that one day like the signal that Jesus was coming back is there there will be like a bull or like a bully type figure. Right. And they're saying like that you know that would be Donald Trump in this situation. It seems like so, it. Yeah. Like, or why has there never been any female preachers? Why don't we have any? Oh, that, that's like, a, that's against that's, their, that's against Hebrew religion too. Actually, that's crazy. Female I think that's so that's foul. actually against it too. And to be honest with you, it, like the Bible's been rewritten and in, in, in so many different languages, so many different times. So like, I don't know why you couldn't make some amendments to it. We have actually, an Old Testament I mean, and a New Testament. We could do a whole segment you know? on that. Yeah, I could, honestly, I can get my dad on the show one day. He can do a whole. Dude, that'd segment be great. That. I would love but, to have it. Yeah, I mean, I know he would love that. That'd be great. But um, because yeah. I'd like to know more about because I don't really know a whole lot about. I mean, the Ken, black Israelites. I mean, stuff. Kendrick Lamar mentions it on that same album. Yeah, he does. You notice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deuteronomy twenty three is that black people have been cursed, for instance. Right. So because we f- choose to follow like false prophets. Yeah. Like false prophets, you know, will be the white Jesus or mm-hmm. something like that. So Killer Mike was talking about like how like in the black community that's such like a funny thing to everyone the white Jesus thing. He was just on Joe Rogan last night. It really is. It really <laughs> is. I'm sorry, I can't get behind white Jesus. They were actually talking about how, <laughs> how they think it's funny how in most religions the 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 most like the the race that belongs to it usually follows a leader that's not of their own color. Yeah, it's funny. It's interesting. I mean, look at like what's 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 this nuts? Joel Osteen. Yeah, <laughs> Joel Osteen. That, that guy's dude. crazy. Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, I guess we could probably may lighten up the mood a little bit. What kind of beer you bring for yourself? Okay, today? so for myself, because you know Neil's doing yeah. the whole sober thing, we're gonna get into it a little bit. One last week, baby. One last week. Yeah. So. Over from our friends at Arbor Brewing. By the way, I had this show at uh, Ziggy's this past Saturday. This is the first time I had this beer. Yeah, I want to talk about that uh, after we pour We had the Arbor Brewing Good and Proper. It's a nice mm. little brew it IPA. So it My has mouth like that, is watering like, very, for a beer. <laughs> it has a very, like, outpour, and I'll show you guys in a minute. It has a very straw coloring to it, like very high carbonation, kind of like a nice little bitter to it. It's a very subtle, like, beer that can pair with anything. It's very similar to, like, a pale ale, to be honest with you. I, I like this one a lot. Nice. I already, you know, I already had it, so I can talk about it a little bit. But you know, I will drink it on the podcast. But yeah, this is our first podcast without a guest in about a month too. It's kind of nice, just me and you, boy. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of stuff to do later tonight. And Thundercat. Typically, typically when we have guests, podcasts run a lot like bit longer. Yeah, they do for sure. <laughs> so, got three points of view yeah. to talk about from. So, but uh, while he's pouring that up, fitting in the theme with what we were just kind of talking about, here is a song by Odyssey called "You Grew Up." which is one of my favorites on his album from 2017 called The Iceberg. To my childhood, six flags still called Wildwood. Where I heard every race is a neighbor, and we was working class trying to make it out of our hood. My best friend back then was a white kid. We was tidy like the same things I did. Despite us being different colors, man, we was tight as Amazon. We caught each other brothers while I was trying to keep my nights clean. 
He was trying to scuff his chucks up. He was grunge, I was fresh, we were younger. We cussed on the rap, trying to stick up in the punk clubs. But things changed when his pops got laid off. He blamed my father for the loss of his job. He said immigrants rob citizens a job, and I better never set foot again in this yard. Cause we became adults in a cold called America. He got himself a job as the officer of a law. My thoughts got blacker and his views got cracker. There was no way back to the roots at heart. Many years apart, I recognize him in the news. He shot a black man that was sitting in his car. Near the same part where we used to shoot hoops, and all I could blame is the cause. You not familiar with odyssey he has a lot of really thoughtful deep lyrics this whole song goes into a different bunch of different perspectives next i think it goes into like uh middle eastern people being labeled as terrorists so i would definitely recommend checking out the iceberg if you've never heard that album before but um yeah so how's the beer what's it all about So if you really smell like the aroma of it it has like a very strong like banana like clove like like taste to it Mm -hmm. or flavor well, not flavor, aroma, I'm sorry. And that's usually from, like, the yeast that goes into it and everything like that. So, But you, like, taste it, it that kind of goes away. It has, like, this, like, very, like, bitter but crisp, like, taste to it. Very high carbonation, like, very high body to it. I mean, it's a really good beer, man, to be honest you with you. You got me really jealous because yeah. I saw IPA on there, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm just craving a beer. Want a sniff? Want a sniff? A sniff? I can maybe a little sniff. A little, well, you got, oh, see, you got, like, the... fucking good. So, so you got, like, the... You see what that the banana, like, clove-like aroma yeah, to it yeah, I'm talking dude. about? Yeah, buddy. Oh, that's got that IPA smell, too. That's mm-hmm. that's making me weak. <laughs> oh, yeah, strong, strong hop aroma to that bad boy. Yeah. A month... Man, a month feels a lot longer than you would think. My sleeping's been crazy. Crazy without weed, vivid dreams are like a nutty thing, dude. You get. I've had some terrible nightmares. My friend, actually, Matt Preby, a good friend of mine who I haven't even seen in ten years, was in a dream of mine. We were getting like hunted by people, and he got murdered up in my dream. It was terrible. It was so bad. <laughs> it was bad. I, I mean, you couldn't see my face when you see the recording later. Like, oh, I just looked in the camera when you said it. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get killed. Like, I, the dream ended with me like finding a set of car keys, and I was like flying down a dirt road, and then I woke up. I feel like that was a good song choice, by the way, how you spoke earlier. Because I mean, like, I, like, I, like he said earlier, I took him to my grandmother's house a couple weeks ago, and just like the area, because I grew up on, I grew up on Seven Mile and Patton, mm-hmm. like West Side of Detroit, and the area how it just went to shit. Over the years, to be honest with you, because you saw it was a bunch of abandoned mm-hmm. houses and everything yep. like that. Now, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was always kind of. It was always a ghetto, to be honest with you. It was always kind of a ghetto, and that's one thing about it. You were saying earlier. I really want to touch on that now. Throw mm-hmm. for it, man. So we were talking about like how you know to make it mandatory that we have all people from all races and colors and backgrounds and all the stuff like that to kind of teach each other culture. Mm-hmm. So this is how ghettos come into play is because during the segregation era, like everybody was segmented off into certain areas and stuff like that. So this is why, you know, you have like these different cultures and different, you don't have like exposure to these different cultures and different backgrounds right. because everybody's in the same fucking area yep. because they were all segregated that yep. way. And it's been like that ever since like the housing and everything like that back in like fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, say for instance, like yesterday. So I took my, um, I took my cousin. I was hanging out with my cousin. She went to a doctor's appointment, and then I took her out to Giant Noodle King downtown Detroit later. Shout out to Giant Noodle King, by the way. It was a one. I, lo- yeah. I love going there. I haven't been there before, dude. It's so sick. My boy, I'll go check uh, it out. I have a couple boys that work there. Anyway, so she doesn't know how to use chopsticks. She's like eighteen or nineteen. Doesn't know how to use chopsticks. She's never really had food outside of like you know like soul food type deal or you know anything like that or even maybe she had like maybe California rolls like sushi like basic sushi. Or that but i'm trying to teach her how to use chopsticks and everything like that she goes like how do you eat food like this like i've never seen anything 
like, like just like a rec, you know, just like a bowl of like ramen, like right. authentic ramen and everything like that. Right. Because when you like, honestly, even with my dad, when I tell him like, yeah, I'm gonna go get some ramen, he goes, you mean the like packet noodles? No, I mean like, actual, <laughs> I mean actual ramen. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's just like how that culture thing is. So, I mean, I really feel that, and it just all comes back down to how segregation happened like back in the day mm-hmm. like because everybody was you know everybody was segmented off in these different er- areas and everything like that yeah so yeah i mean that would be definitely i don't i don't know if it's necessarily here's the thing what i was watch, watching the killer mike documentary right and he makes a valid point when they were doing that the segregation era because you had to like black people had to go to black owned businesses and mm-hmm. everything like that yeah Black businesses were thriving at yeah, that time. Yeah, for sure. Like, so that culture, like, but if you really go into, like, say, for instance, you know, I'm going into craft beer. Not that many people do craft Not that many black people do craft right. beer. So for sure. Like, You're right. Like, it's just, like, one of those things, like, if you had to, like, live on, like, just, like, a black economy for a day, dude, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, like, Killer Mike was like, I don't, I don't even know where to get my weed. <laughs> I was just, I was literally thinking about that. It's like, bro, I don't know if I could live in an all-black economy for like right. a day. It would be hard. But think if white like, people weren't so scared, because people, I think really it just comes down to people are scared of what they don't know. And think about if people weren't scared, black pe- or if white people weren't scared to go into black communities and spend money there. Because I know I'm not. Every time I've gone to the black community for shows and whatever I do, I feel welcomed. I mean, they never treat me much. It's but not anything even that. But great. It's more of like we're talking about the snowflakes, like the people who right. never know, like never been around that area, never been around that many black people in their right. life, and they usually get like scared and timid. Obviously, if you look a certain like like facial feature wise, not like you know, not like say like. Not saying, you know, if you look white, they're going to tell us like that. But if you <laughs> right. look, like, really scared or anything like that, like, you look like somebody's about, like, you think somebody's about to jump you, which in real in actuality, we're probably more scared than you are. Right, for sure. For sure. I mean, this is how, like, things clash, I feel like, because it's just, like, nobody really understands the other side of the fence. Right. And this is how we get, like, this is how conflict happens. Right. Because nobody really sits down and knows each other and right. like that. And you just go by like what you see in the fucking media, what you see, you know, on social media, stuff like that. Like all it's all like the stereotypes and prejudices that go into Straight it. Straight up. Yeah. And you guys have way more reason to fear us white people, if anything. We've done a lot more damage to you guys than any- you, I mean <laughs> And think about the fact that black people still to this day only make up twelve percent of the the United States population. Isn't that crazy? I mean, Twelve fucking percent. I'm not gonna get in too deep into that. And Latinas, I, I think, to, is like fifteen or something. I'm like not that. gonna get that political right now. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to I'm get political do about that. it. This is not that tight. This is not that. This is not that forum right now. Right, for sure. Like, yeah. yeah, but no, that's crazy. I don't know. Trump's just making everything fucked up. I think, but we won't get into that. But that, that's the other thing I no, want to apologize actually, for. Here's those. the thing. I I kind of like it to be honest, a little bit because it's really exposing characters for what for they sure. really are. Yeah, that's why right. I kind of like that. I kind of like that Trump's around right now because it's really exposing people for what they really are. And we're going to get yeah. a lot of better candidates, I think, in the running next next election season, hopefully. I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I, I like Cory Booker. I like um, Elizabeth Warren. But uh, I also kind of wanted to apologize, too, because I talk a lot of shit about Republicans, and I really don't have a thing with Republicans. I just have a thing with one specific Republican. Bro, who was I president. said liberal media yesterday, <laughs> he flipped, or last week, he flipped the yeah. fuck out. And that was part of what <laughs> I was saying, is I, I that's what I do, is uh, sometimes <laughs> I get, I get like, heated in the moment, you know, you get frustrated, you build up, and shit happens, shit bubbles over. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. That was kind of our two cents on that shit. You want to get into something old, something new? Uh yeah, we'll go something old, something new. So you right. want to start it off? You want me to start it off? Or uh, it doesn't matter to me. Want to start? You can want to start with something old. 
Thumb note? Yeah, sure. Uh, to get in the theme tonight, we're going to go my something old, something old. Because I started brewing notes so another batch of White Russian Man on my way. Yeah, buddy. And I got Can't the wait. CO2 tank, so we're good on that. Can't wait to try but that my shit. something old, just to get in the feel of what we're going to do tonight, we got... Thundercat drunk. Ooh, I was listening yes. to that on the way here, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Can't open my eyes, girl, because I'm just too wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. And the song with Kendrick, man. I, Thundercat's so good. So Walk on by is so yeah. good. I got to see him perform that at uh, Electric Forest. I feel weird. <laughs> yeah. Grow your beard. Yeah. Brush your teeth. <laughs> Still feel weird. <laughs> Beach me. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I left my wallet in the club. Okay, I'm done. I think uh, <laughs> Thundercat might be the best bass player I've ever seen play live. Oh, agreed. Him and uh, the dude from Ghost Note is pretty badass. I've dude. never seen that. I heard Ghost Note was just here with uh, the I, open I went for to that concert. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, I went to that concert. Nice. Yeah. Uh, shoot, somebody just sent me that link. This is what I was watching before we started up. Mm-hmm. Like, so their bass. I, I gotta look him up in a minute. But their bass player was actually playing bass to some stripper like chant they do before they go on stage. <laughs> That's dope. It was sick as hell, bro. I'll look it up right yeah. now. We'll find uh, out. I got it. I got it on the gram. Uh shout out to Miles Giroux of Dirty News. He uh he just sent me that link a minute ago. And I was li- I was watching it before the Sparkcast started it. Yeah, I'm excited for this show tonight. I've seen Thundercat a few times now and he just Shout not out to uh, Bart Doherty there. Fuck Trump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Ghost note. Um, yeah, they opened for Lettuce. And I, I I didn't find out about that show till the Mono day Neon, of the show. That's the dude's name. Oh, nice. Mono Neon. Tight. I gotta get more into them because I'm not familiar with a lot of their stuff, but I wanted to see Lettuce. But um, for my something old, speaking of themes, since I just got my tickets for it, which I meant to text you about because you got to get some tickets too. Wait, um, for tonight? No, 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 not tonight. Oh, okay. Not tonight. For Dan Brown? Um, so Nas is coming to town. Oh, shit. Yeah, you playing with Detroit Symphony Orchestra? Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, you're that. good, I know you're exactly, good. <laughs> exactly where you're going yeah. with that. Yeah, Nas is coming to town <laughs> with the Detroit Symphony Orchestra performing Illmatic in its entirety. So that was the album I went with today. It was uh, Illmatic. And I wanted to look – actually, I want to pull that up on um, – on Wikipedia because I wanted to read off some of the producers on that. Because I watched a documentary on it recently, and it has literally got some of the most insane list of producers on there. Um, It was like basically anyone who was – or everyone who was anyone during that time period. And, yeah, you had fucking MC Search, DJ Premier, Pete Rock, Large Professor, Q-Tip. Like, oh, my God, that album is so good start to finish. Um and that's that came out in '94, so man, it's now going to be 24 years or 25 years. Oh, that's why they're doing it. it's 25th 25, anniversary. Yeah, it makes sense. Shit, it I didn't even think about that. Now, yeah, and it's going to be at the Fisher Theater too, which is a great venue. I mean, that's where I think they had Book that's of Mormon. They usually have plays. That, yeah, they, 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 they just had Aladdin there. They're going to do. Uh, Hamilton, I think they're now too. Nice, yeah. So Rob, yeah. <laughs> Rob got our tickets yesterday, so it doesn't go on sale to the general public till Saturday. How much were those tickets? By the way, seventy-five a piece. Oh, that's nothing. That's yeah, fine. it's not bad for that concert. Yeah, for, that's the, gonna be for that, I yeah. mean, it's something. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's nothing for like you know, like the actual quality of music. Right, doing. we're gonna have a whole orchestra backing yeah. Nas. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be crazy. totally worth it. But um, yeah. So the it, the general public sale goes on sale Saturday, but the pre-sale went on yesterday, and we didn't have the code. But Rob just guessed it, and <laughs> it's DSO. So if anyone wants to get on the pre-sale and go get your ticket before it goes on DSO, sale, is that for Detroit Symphony Orchestra? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Classic. so shout out to Rob for making a great guess. <laughs> How do so, you guess that? I don't know, I don't know man. How's that shit? He probably typed. Like, in, he probably looked at the flyer, typed in Nas, typed in. How do you literally? How, how do you actually <laughs> guess that? Rob's a wizard. He did it for the Anderson Pac one too. We got the Anderson Pot tickets on the pre-sale. 
<laughs> Which is now sold I, out. I feel by like the, way. the meme right now. Like, <laughs> I don't guess that. <laughs> Rob, guess Rob's that. a computer wizard. <laughs> That's my computer wizard friend. But uh, yeah, that was my something Got the old. Swaggy P meme going. <laughs> Dude, all, all those. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. More Soldier Boy interviews. I didn't watch him yet, but he's all over the place now. Dude, <laughs> Soldier Boy might have to come back in 2019. He right might. Now. He. Big Draco. <laughs> Big Draco. <laughs> but what do you got? For, I think I could guess what you probably have for something new. But what do you got for something new for us this week? You are you already know what I got for something? Yeah, new. I figured. Mm, Tell him about my it, man. My man Mike P. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Posner, my baby. Mike, man, Mike P. I love that album. It was a uh, damn. I, I, I dropped, I'm dropping a blank. Was it a kid? Uh, here I'll pull. A it real up. good kid. Is that it? I think that. Is, uh, let a me real see. Good I forgot the name of it already. Mike Posner. I think it's a real good kid. Let's see. I, I'm here. dropping the ball. Sorry, Mike. If you ever check this out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is called a real good kid. Yeah, that's right. what I thought. You're real good on. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, from start to finish, it's a concept album. Like it's probably maybe like 40 minutes long. Uh, song about you. That one single is not on the album. I noticed. Which one? A song about you. Oh, the one the, he dropped okay. before uh, the one he the single he dropped before the album, like a couple months ago, before that came out. I don't think that's on there. No. But move on is the one in it, like the other single that came out there, and that's on there. And it was about uh, you know, him just trying to find himself. You know, his girlfriend, him and bro- his girlfriend broke up, and then Avicii passed away. Rest in peace. And his dad apparently too. Yeah, went his dad, a lot yeah, of shit. His dad, yeah. Mike Poser been, you know, he's been through the ringer. Dad, played, you know, he got shelled for a couple years and everything. I've always been a Mike Posner fan, like, even going back to like the you know the shit with Big Sean back mm-hmm. in the day, like when they were uh, what was it? Not not uh not the one song like Cooler than Me. Before that, what was the one where he was on like cover when he was on the plane? I'm not sure, man. I'm a little bit out of the loop on Mike Posner. I know a few of his tracks, but I was not. I, I, that's anyway, something I definitely want to go back into and listen anyway, to more. Anyway, fuck that album. I'm talking. My favorite album is still At Night Alone by him. Like okay. this is a good album. No, no. I'm, when I say fuck that album, I'm not talking about this past one. This past one was fire. I'm talking about his older stuff. Mm-hmm. No, At Night Alone is still my favorite Mike Posner album by any means. But a real good kid is is so fucking good. Dude. I posted oh, a little man. clip from his the oh, title track Detroit, on my Instagram. It was, a, it was a Detroit in January. It's cold as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yep. that was a sad song too because it's about his dad passing yeah. away and shit and he was kind of talking about the day his dad dies the day he actually became a man and shit like that he said he found out I mean on uh, At Night Alone he was talking about he found out via email that his dad died that sucks man yeah. that's funny I was actually just watching a, a Steve-O interview yesterday and they were the guy asked him about Ryan Dunn and he oh, asked him man. about how he found out about it and how fucked up is this he found out that Ryan Dunn died because a TMZ reporter called him to ask for a comment about it Wow. So he didn't even know yet. That's how he found out. Tabloid journalism. That sucks so bad. He's like, I'm not mad at the TMZ guy. He was just doing his job, but it sucks that we live in that kind of society today. That that's how news gets around is like internet and that's unfortunate. And TMZ tabloids. That's really unfortunate. That Steve O interview. That. I forget wow. the who let me see if I can find out what uh he was on. It was a crazy interview. Like he's talking about like the height of his addiction and he was talking about how he like snorted coke that had hair or that had hiv blood in it i was like oh my god and he said he's okay he's like luckily hiv doesn't survive outside of the body and it dies but yeah i definitely did that in the so he oh you know what i did hear about yeah he said the guy that he used to get it from was like a real bad junkie and he would like inject all over the place but like his blood would square on the table and he said the coke that he did was like in a pile of blood that he knows the guy was HIV positive and he did it anyways. That's some shit, man. Damn, dude, that's fucking crazy. But that's that's not about something new. <laughs> something new. Um, for me, I actually had a couple uh, this week. 
Um, so James Blake dropped a new album, which is one of my favorite musicians out right now. James Blake's album is called Assume Form, and it is super dope. He's a really creative guy. I love all the effects that he uses and um, all the interesting new takes he tries to make. Um, and he's got cool people on it. Oh, your live video ended, by the way. That's strange. But, um, yeah, he makes a lot of cool takes on a lot of his stuff. He... Um, He's got Metro Boomin on there, and Travis Scott is on there, and we're back. <laughs> I think we're back. Let's see. I can edit this part out of the audio. Hey, we're back. I don't yeah, know. I'm, we not, got... I'm not even going to write the comments on the yeah. live stream. I've, I wrote it like four times already. So <laughs> we got. I don't know why go. that kicked off on us like that. Yeah, it was but, random. But um, yeah, so mine was James Blake, um, Assume Form. He's got Metro Boomin on a couple tracks. He's got Travis Scott on a track. Really? He's got fucking Andre 3000 on a track. That's, that's a lot if you got Andre 3000. Yeah, dude. That's and, a lot because Andre 1000 said he was not even feeling music anymore. I know. I think I think he might be having a little bit of a change of heart because um, I think it was Valentine's Day last year. He released like a, a couple of tracks Andre 3000 did where it, it wasn't like an Andre 3000 track. It was just him playing like the clarinet and piano and James Blake was also playing on it with him. Nice. So I think they've kind of developed a little friendship and that, maybe uh, he'll like spark a little flame under his ass or that something. Toro Waimoy album. Toro Waimoy. He's fire, bro. Album, yeah. yeah, I love that guy. That uh, ASAP Rock uh, Malibu Ken album, though. I heard that's really good. Man, that was probably my favorite album so far of this, of this like last week. Rap Genius did a breakdown of ASAP Rock, and they say he has the highest vocabulary out of anyone in hip hop. That doesn't surprise me. Between <laughs> him and Delta Funk, you almost say yeah, that's like crazy. Top two. Um, but yeah, I listened to two new albums this week, and I wanted to show love to the second one too because they are a band that formed in Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, Green Sky Bluegrass, and they have put out an album called All for the Money. And it, if you like bluegrass music, this album is fucking great, man. It's really, really fun. I enjoyed it last night. I listened to it at about midnight. Because I fell asleep super early last night, and then I woke up and couldn't go back to bed. So I'm like, yeah, I might as well just throw on the headphones and listen to some music. Uh, nice. But uh, actually, a cool story about Green Sky is um, two of my best friends, Brian and Greg Muster, who I go to Electric Forest with every year, um, they went to Western at the same time that these guys formed as a band and lived in the same apartment complex as a couple of them. And they said they remember like a lot of the times when the band was forming, they'd be all jamming out on their balcony. And my, my friend Brian and Greg would like watch them like practice. And he's like, it's crazy now they're this big band and they're touring doing all these big festivals and shit. So it was pretty cool to see. Yeah. But those are my something old, something new. Um, Let's see. What else did I want to say? Oh, yeah. There's a couple concerts coming up that uh, I wanted to run by you to see if you wanted to go. So James Blake is actually coming to Royal Oak Music Theater on March 2nd. Potentially. I don't really know. I'm not too familiar with his music. I'll put you on to some shit before in the next like couple weeks here. And then also on March 10th. That week is going to be crazy. So James Blake on the 2nd in Royal Oak. Nas on the 5th. That's a given. And then March 10th, Vince Staples is at Royal Oak Music Theater. <laughs> that's <laughs> so a given. That's, that's going to be the shit. That's, that's that s- Smile You're on Camera Tour for Vince Staples. I think JID's coming around that time, too. Is he really? God I damn, there's so. so much shit coming to town. It's around that time frame. <laughs> it's hard to save money when all these awesome shit. Could you imagine living in like Chicago or New York where there's like constantly a show every day oh, that you yeah. want to go to? I'd be so broke. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. But... um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that uh, House of Vans thing this, tonight. Oh, that's what's going down. Another thing that's coming around in March too. Hamilton. Hamilton is. Yes. That's coming here. Yeah. Nice. Going is it going to be like theater. insanely hard to get tickets again? Or it's not going to be hard. It's just expensive, probably. I, mean, I, would, I know they're starting at like 500. I would like to go to that. It's it's probably a different cast, right? It's not actually Lin Manuel uh, Miranda. Hell no. Right. Lin Manuel Miranda. If it was Lin Manuel Miranda, it'd be like. 
fucking thousand bucks starting <laughs> yeah. like, for nosebleeds. Isn't he in some movie coming out right now? He Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Yeah, I like I like Lin Manuel Miranda a lot. That's like one of my favorite people. Period. He can rap his yeah. ass off too. He can rap his ass off, sing his ass off, play piano. The dude, the dude's just he's the fucking guy. I liked he's the that. Man. I liked that, that track man. they did for. I think it was for the. Uh, no, what was it for? Um, what was that docu series on Netflix about Rapture? It was yeah, uh, yeah. where it was like him and Nas and Dave East. Yeah, on a you track. know what else he did? He actually directed an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Did he really? Yeah, it was actually the one where it was all rhyming and everything. Like that. <laughs> no, I never it even was saw a, it that. It was a season. It was the last season. It was like okay. season nine. Right. I actually, wa- rewatched it. He's in the episode too. Oh, he nice. does a cameo in it. Yeah, he was on he um, the last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm too. Nice. It was funny. Um, but anyways, I wanted to talk a little bit about the book. That, so we we talked about the Michael Jackson thing a little bit last week, but I finally got the book in the mail. It's called Unmask, The Final Years of Michael Jackson. And man, is it super interesting. And if anyone wants to read it, when I finish, hit me up. I'll let you borrow it because I think if you're a Michael Jackson fan, you'll love it. And if you're not a Michael Jackson uh, fan, it'll might even offer some clarity to you about the whole like child molestation thing. So basically, the the gist of this book is um, I forget the guy's Ian something or other. I gotta look. I forget it. I'll, I'll look that up. But Ian something is the author's name, <laughs> and he wrote the book from the perspective of once he found out the uh, the non guilty verdict happened, he was pissed. He was like this this um, the father of a new son at the time, so he was just pissed, and he told everyone that he wanted to make a documentary setting out to prove that Michael Jackson was guilty of all these crimes. Well, in his research and in doing interviews with people, come to find out he had a total change of opinion and started believing the opposite to be true and that he was extorted for money by all these people. That's crazy. And it is crazy, man. Like the evidence is there. Like I'm only like 75 pages into it. It's like a 275 page book. And already you're like, I understand what is going on. Like all the people that accused him had something to gain from him. There was, and the people that, were speaking out in defense of him, none of them got paid. A lot of these people that were doing interviews with like hard copy or uh, even accusing him in the first place, all were getting financial gain from hard copy or Michael Jackson. Like the main, the the original kid that um, was accusing him of 1993. Right. First of all, he vehemently denied it. Hold on, for, one second. Go ahead. Uh, hold on. Go ahead. Keep doing thing. Go ahead. I just want to shout out to Taylor Greenshield. He said we not he's drinking. It's not even three o'clock. <laughs> I'm actually drinking the beer you turned me on to, bro. <laughs> that good proper shout. Out to, we just played an epic show at Ziggy's this Saturday, so I always gotta give him a shout out. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. All right, now and we want to talk. Go, we're gonna talk about that too. Yeah, all right, um, let's go back to that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the main kid that originally accused him in 1993 first vehemently denied doing it, and the it was the boy's dad that was trying to like trying to coerce his kid into saying this and it was because he was a not only he was a dentist for one but then he also was a screenwriter he did like uh i think he helped out with robin hood men in tights okay but he was kind of failing as being a screenwriter and he wanted michael jackson to buy five screenplays off him for 20 million dollars and when michael jackson said no that's when he started pursuing him and trying to get his boy to turn on him. And the mother of the kid was completely against this too. She was she liked Michael Jackson and all this, and it was this the father. And when they finally got him to confess to being fondled by Michael Jackson, it was right after his dad did dental surgery on him and had administered this drug called sodium atomol in him, which was known that used to be known called and not used on usually on dental procedures, which was which threw up a bunch of red flags and it was used to be called the truth serum. It would get people to admit or talk about things that never happened 
or they'd be in a euphoric state and they would just confide in people about things that not necessarily were true. And they said they outlawed it because there was a bunch of legal cases where people uh, got accused of rapes and murders and then DNA evidence came back to find out that the, like the one chick that said her father raped her and he lost his job, his career, everything. Uh, they did a DNA test on her and found out she was still a virgin. So like this, the whole sodium animal or atomol thing is like, there, there's, I don't want to give away the whole book. There's like a ton of different evidence in it. I'm only 75 pages in, so I can't wait to see it. And he's gone back. He goes back and forth in it with thinking he's innocent and guilty throughout the thing. And, and he's very non-biased. It's, that's why I like it. It's not just written by a Michael Jackson fan. It's written by someone that actually thought he was guilty originally. So I don't know. I would definitely check that out if I were you. Michael Jackson got set up. Yeah, that's what I Michael think. Jackson I, got I, I'm in up. that belief system. <laughs> so, I, I totally I mean, there's a whole bunch of things about that. Like, I know he was trying to buy one of the him, somebody else was trying to buy a news network I mm-hmm. heard before they passed away. And then he was about to get a set up for a tour and everything like that. Yep. No, Michael Jackson got set up. And I feel like he was worth more, like, whoever did it, he was more, worth way more dead than alive. Oh, yeah. Him. Absolutely. For like, sure. His, you know, his music and everything like that went up. So I really think there's a whole conspiracy thing with that. You know, don't quote me on it. That's just my own personal opinion. I don't know if Neil believes that as well, but I believe that Michael Jackson was set up. I do too. And, and he's been, like, and he I, had I a lot of weird things go on to him. Yeah. Like, I, I I mean, he was an, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a, he was a weird fucking dude. Yeah. Like, but I love Michael Jackson. Like, just his music and everything like that. This is one of the few people people talk about, like, you could separate the artist from, like, the music or something like that. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson is one of those few things, like, I don't believe a lot of the controversy that happened with Michael Jackson. Also, most of yeah. my favorite art that came out of Michael Jackson came from when he was younger, you know, before he started turning into looking like a white lady kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That was, like, when, like, Thriller and all that shit off the wall, like, and, and then the Jackson 5 shit when he was super young. But, like, he talks about that, like... The reason he identified with kids so much is because he enjoyed seeing the happiness out of a kid's childhood that he never had because he was worked to That's death. That's exactly when he was a kid. why, because he never had a childhood. Right. No, that explains a lot. Like, yeah, so uh, you always like I mean, feel like he, you know, since he's got all that money and everything like that, he has way more free time and then like with his son blanket and you know, like what what was his daughter's name? I forgot. Paris. Paris, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, he kinda spoiled them and then gave them like a whole playground and everything like that and you know, allowed kids to come and play like that because he never really had that joy as a kid right that's just me personally. yeah and but, there's yeah, and there's it, interviews it, with it both macaulay colgan and Corey feldman who both were like no there's no way if you knew michael jackson the way no. we did there's no way no. it's possible that and workers at neverland ranch said the same things so no, michael jackson got set up i think so too however r kelly did not get set up fuck him <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> um but yeah, and it was it was just an interest. It's an interesting read. So speaking I, of which, I check it out. Uh, did you hear about the whole Chris Brown controversy? That yeah, but he yesterday? got he got let out already. He got let out. Do you believe it though? Fuck yes, I believe it. Those no. motherfucking people extorted the shit out of that man. Do it like Chris? Did Chris Brown do it? No, 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 absolutely no, no, not. Absolutely not. No, no. Chris Brown, I, you know, I would if he say that he beat the shit out of some dude in Paris. I could believe that. Yeah. Rape? I don't think that's Chris. Why Brown's would Chris MO. Brown have to rape anybody? Yeah, exactly. I don't think. Chris, Here's the thing with that. I thought about that too, Neil. And one of those things is that he might have that same mentality. Like, why would he? Why would? Why would she say no to me? Yeah. I thought about that too, but I don't see Chris Brown being that type of guy personally. I don't either. I, re- I really don't. And they came to find I out really that it was a false accusation. Yeah. And there's something I wanted to say about that. I think if you get accused or if you get found of fa- false accusing you someone, should something, you should go to jail. You should get You should go to jail for false rape. You're I'm fucking sorry. someone like, else's Jesus, life up. Yeah, yeah. You're ruining somebody's life, like. That shit's not a joke, man. Yeah, it's not. 
And I, I thought it was funny too because Joyner Lucas jumped out to bat oh, for him right, right, bat. right off the rip. Off the, off the <laughs> bat. <laughs> like, I saw that Instagram post. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. And I think that's that's important too. The people that know the person, because I don't know Chris no. Brown. I actually I don't know what he's capable because I don't know him. It's <laughs> you very know, true. We like to think like, that we know celebrities, and we don't. I mean, Chris Brown's one of those people you can kind of imagine just because you know he's been around so long. He's right. been around since he was like sixteen. He's like what, like thirty something now? Maybe like twenty nine. Yeah, I think yeah, he's like a, I think he might be like a year or two younger than me. So yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah, I mean, Chris Brown's been in the spotlight more than ten years right now. Yeah. So you can kind of get a good idea, like you know, like what he would be, you know, what he'd be capable of. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, I've never personally met him, but you know, this is my opinion. If it was something like he hit, beat the shit out of some media person or, mm-hmm. you know, like something like that, maybe I could believe that. Yeah. Rape, I don't think that's his MO. And I, I want to really start, don't. I think that's another thing I wanted to do too, is start to point out the hypocrisy in people too. Because I was watching, this is a different situation, but kind of this still piggybacks on the Me Too movement a little bit. Is I saw this interview. So if, if you guys are familiar with Jim and Sam Norton or Jim Norton and Sam Roberts, they have a show together and I really enjoy them. I think they're funny comedians. They're usually pretty uh, pretty controversial comics, but I love them to death. But anyways, they had Judd Apatow and um, who's the other guy that's on that? Um, shit, what's the show? Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes and Judd Apatow on their show. And if you're not familiar with what happened um, after that snippet of Louis C.K.'s set got leaked where he was making fun of, oh, like, the boy. Parkland shooters, Judd uh, Apatow went on Twitter and, like, basically just, like, tore him up. And it was total uh, bullshit, in my opinion, because you're a fucking comic, bro. You should know more than anyone that, first of all, he didn't put that set out himself. Two, comics are, they say offensive shit. That's, like, the whole point of it. Louis they take C. a situation K. that's Gets sensitive. Away. And that's his, that's been his whole Louis thing. Louis C.K. got away with a lot more shit, like right. he said, over the years. Right, way crazier shit than this. And now because he has a, the Me Too movement thing wrapped up in him, now, like, everyone's, like, fine-tooth picking drop, everything that he fucking Louis says. K, Louis C.K. drops nigger more than anybody I've ever met. Like, he definitely said it. Or not it. met, but, like, more than anybody I've ever he's seen, definitely like, said in it media. in two of his specials. Yeah. But he usually uses it in a he, way that, like, is thought-provoking yeah. and will bring you back to the... Uh, a common point but where he's you gotta think about you know, Lucy K is Mexican technically yeah he is too, Mexican but I mean that still doesn't make an offense like that actually brings up a different point bro when you see like, people like little pump and everything like that Saying dropping the in bomb, all the time like, it's kind of weird I don't know how I feel about that yeah, like I really strange. don't I feel some type of way especially like, when they're super loose with it yeah yeah I don't know that's a little strange to me too but anyway so Anyways, so I don't know why and Judd Apatow that's the other thing I wanted to call it the hypocrisy in him so he's like all down Louis C.K.'s throat. Who? The, how are you the fucking voice of reason here and of, mo- of moral reason? You got famous off making Knocked Up and Super Bad, which are two movies about people being so drunk that girls don't remember having sex with you. Shut up and so go fuck yourself. For a minute, bro. I don't give a Shut fuck. Up, I don't give Freaks a fuck. That's not the point I'm making. I mean, I know that's not, not the point you're I'm making, making, but That's yeah. not the point I'm making. So, like, fuck you with your moral clarity, Judd Apatow. You're a fucking comic. You should be more understanding about this shit. But and he's made a lot of people's careers around him. But yeah, no, I'm not saying I don't. I no, love like those Chris movies. Says, I think like they're great. Like just being it's hypocrite. hypocritical. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's like Bill Cosby. Like Bill Cosby, you know, tells black kids to pull their pants up and then goes around roofing bitches. Right. So it's like yeah, and like and and I do think and people are mad because Louis C.K. hasn't talked about what happened yet. But who knows? Like these aren't sets that he's put out. Someone leaked the audio of that set. He could be saving the, maybe he's going to say something about it in his next special. Maybe he'll have something really thoughtful to say about it in his next special. But he also doesn't owe that to us. Like he's a comedian. Comedian's intention is to make people well, laugh. Louis like his career is pretty much done now. Because the, he, yeah, he yeah right, too, dude. He's not done. Are you kidding me? He could perform 
three nights in a row at Little Caesars Arena and sell that shit out right now. He, do you think absolutely. he can get that book right now? Yeah, absolutely. Not absolutely. Bro, Me Too is at a high It doesn't peak matter. Right People are still going to R. Kelly shows. <laughs> Not anymore. Yes, they are. They're still <laughs> protesters protesting the protesters. <laughs> he, just so got, like, well, he just got dropped from Sony. I, like, I don't know. He could go independent route. He really could if he really sure wanted to. Sure he can. To. It's 2019. You don't need a label. Yeah, are you, but you really can't compare like Louis C.K. to R. Kelly. I'm not like, comparing those base. two at all. You it's can't compare those fan bases at all. Like the, like Huey Freeman said, are you fully aware to the extent that niggas love R. Kelly? Yeah, but like Louis C.K. Louis is C. K. the K. biggest. does not com- get that sign, that much love as yes, R. Kelly he does. does. Yes, I don't he does. Know In the comedy that. world, I he love, is. Louis C.K. is a top five comedian. Name a comedian right now bigger than Louis C.K. Kevin Hart, and I don't even like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's, Kevin, Hart's like, Kevin Hart's comparable, but two. I think Louis C.K. has still got Dave a bigger Chappelle, fan base. I'll name that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, Louis C.K., those are the biggest names in comedy. You know what I mean? Like that, he's still. I guarantee you he could sell out Joe Louis Arena tomorrow if he wanted to. And I might be one of the people to buy a fucking ticket. <laughs> hey, Shannon, to answer your question, sometimes. What did she say? Dude, your vids always cut out a 30-minute for live stream. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know why that yeah, happened. That, Last um, week, that hasn't it happened doesn't usually in do it. like 10 weeks. But yeah, yeah, I'm not sure why sometimes. that happened. But um, anyways, off that shit, we're 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 sensitive to the Me Too movement. Don't get me wrong, but like I also think that people can fuck up, and because like they do, we all fuck up. And like I think a lot of people that judge or have like the most skeletons in their closet, probably. But like people can fuck up, apologize, and if you don't repeat patterns and you make an attempt to change your behavior, I think that you can be welcomed back into. Whatever you need to fucking do, like I don't know. That's just uh, my thought I mean, on it. How far are we talking? I, how far of a fuck are I, we talking I'm, here? Th- th- obviously, I'm talking about <laughs> Louis. I'm talking about <laughs> Louis C.K., which was jerking off in front of, of someone. How far are we fucking? It's, it's we talking not. Now? We're not talking Harvey Weinstein here. We're talking about a dude that jerked <laughs> off in front of someone. Um. So yeah, I don't know. That's my take on it, I guess. But um, switching to topics, let's talk about your show, bro. You talk about my show. All right, it was fucking amazing <laughs> for one. Um, so last I'm not, Saturday, I'm not gonna toot my own horn. <laughs> so I'm gonna let Neo talk. Last Saturday at Ziggy's, um, I, first of all, I was so impressed by the turnout because it was the day that we got fucking bamboozled with snow in Michigan, and we still had a packed house, and it was a lot of fun, man. Um, you check the soda. You can check the photos on the Beats and Brew social media as well as my own social yep. media. We got there. I think Dirty News was performed before we got there, right? They were the opening. Yeah, so we got there just after that, and um, then Speak Mahogany played, So, and I can't say enough good things about those guys. I really, really, really like Speak Mahogany. I want to get some of them dudes on the podcast. Paris said he's down, so. Know, fuck know, yeah, dude. Par- Paris is talented. Let me talk about that dude for a minute. Once he, For one, he's a great bass player. Two, he can fucking rap his ass off. I did not know that, and he's got great lyrics, and he sounded good live rapping. Um I love the fact that they have a horn section in the band. I lo- their dynamic is great, and they're super young too, aren't they? Like twenty one or something like that. Like the actual like player, yeah, they're about like 21, 22. Paris is a little bit older. Is he? Yeah. Okay, Paris yeah. is like my age. Okay, yeah, I, man, I really, really enjoy them. I can't say enough. Good. They, they formed a U of M, right? Or maybe that was just the a one. A lot of them go to U of M. Go to, go to yeah, U of M. Go to U of M for was. sure. Yeah, so I really enjoyed them. The only thing that sucked during their set is I think Homegirl couldn't hear herself when she was uh, singing. Shout out to Reyes. We love you. We love you. Shout but, uh, yeah, just it was just a little, like, out of tune for the, in the beginning. I, she needed, like, some headphones or some ear monitors or some shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. But, no, but their set was great. And then fucking Honey Monsoon backed E-Man for his set, which was incredible. E-Man sounded great with a band. He did part with a band and then part with Connor from Legend. 
Um, and even like this was the part that I thought was the most valuable of the show. There was a technical difficulty that happened. Two technical, two technical difficulties <laughs> where the sound went out, but this guy, like a professional, didn't stop and kept rapping a cappella, and that shit got the crowd even more excited. So that and shit was they were great. Like clapping along to it and everything. Kyle like that. Kyle Freighter started Freider. that. Shot the Kyle Freighter. Shot the Dukatron. He got a little snap going, and then everyone started joining in. It was great. And then shout out to Andy Case too from Investor Gentleman. He put together oh, a shit. cool little he video. Just, uh, he just commented, by the way. Oh yeah, Andy Case. <laughs> yeah, Andy. I didn't even notice that one. Yeah, so he put together a cool little video for E-Man, a little recap video that he put on the Once YouTube. Again, you on my check social out. media. Yep, and it's on the Midwestern Gentleman YouTube page as well. So yeah, we had a great time, uh, man. And other, I really, shout out to the guys that own Ziggy's too. They put a, they opened Dave it up. Dave Jeffries, Joe Jeffries, all those. Yeah, yeah, because they had it closed. Like, it's normally closed during those hours, but they opened it up for that. And I talked to him a little bit after the show, and he's a really nice guy too. So I want to get Dave on this show actually, just for shits and giggles. That I mean, venue is like cool too because they got all those old school got, arcade games and shit. You can play games at the bar. So many artists come through there, like bigger names, smaller names. They have a lot of people that come through there. Yeah, so. we've been there a few times together. The yeah, we the rapper to showcase like, was cool. Showcases and That's where we. Saw YG Habibi rock that one time. That was a weird. That was a weird night because it was like they would the rappers would go up, perform a song or two, and then the music would stop. And there was like three judges, and they would like critique and judge their performance, which was kind of weird. But it, I mean, I got it. I understood what yeah. they were doing. It was cool. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so anything you wanted to say about your performance? How'd you feel about it? So it was a weird day for me because my aunt passed away an hour like before that. I didn't I know that till after the next day. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I kept that low key. I told maybe like two of you. I told like Ron and then like Miles, and I was about and Shannon. I was about it. I'm glad you kept your composure during yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, you know, I'm gonna just knock this out and then I deal with it later. And yeah, that's what I did. Yep. But yeah, I honestly it was a really fucking dope show, man. I'm, like I'm just really blessed that a lot of people came out that day yeah it was fun. you know because we had the snowstorm and everything like that so it was it was fun man mm-hmm. it was, definitely want to do some stuff like that again with live band so and i was sober up in there and i still had a great time <laughs> so you yeah, can have you fun can sober guys the, uh, guess what it's weird if you're watching the live stream right now <laughs> if you actually scroll because i think this is on my page not the beats and bruce page you can actually scroll down and see the images from the thing shout out to arius jones by the way of keep it g because uh he took the photos for me yeah he took a lot of sweet photos yeah, up in there a lot of sick photos i meant that. to bring my camera i gotta start bringing i forget that I have a super awesome Nikon camera, and I, like, I took it outside the other day during that super Blood Wolf moon, and I got some sweet shots with it. So, Bro, the Blood Moon was sick. It was dope. <laughs> I went out there like a le- through that whole day. I after your show, I slept like that whole day because I was up 22 hours that day. I worked at like four in the morning and went straight to your show afterwards. And I got home. Kyle drove me do? home at like 2 a.m. I think I went to go <laughs> see Glass. Was oh, was that good? Yeah, because I, I was hanging out with a friend of mine. Segue right into that. How was that? <sighs> Of the three movies, was it the best? It was good. I like Split better. But you like Split good. better? I like Split better. But you know what? Glass was... It, the ending to Glass was amazing. Yeah? Because I'm going be honest with you, Glass is slow as hell for like the first 30 minutes. I kind of like a slow burn, yeah. though. I'm, yeah. I'm into a slow burn like, type of movie. Samuel Jackson didn't even say shit for a minute. Yeah? But yeah, it was like... It, it took a minute for it to pick up. But it's definitely... like when, it, when it's at its peak, it's at its peak. Like, it's really good. Here's my question for you, because this was what I was a little bit nervous of. Please see Split and Unbreakable beforehand. Oh, yeah, Got references to both. Well, here's my question for you because I was a little. This is what made me a little nervous about the previews because it seems to show him being the beast character quite a bit in the previews. Is it show it too much? Because I can, this is why the I beast ask. comes back quite a bit. Yes, because this is why I asked because I kind of like movies like you know like Cloverfield or even in Split like 
how it doesn't show the monster or the 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 main crazy thing that much. You just get little snippets of it, and that makes it kind of like spookier to me and more thrilling. Because he is the beast, right? So yeah, I mean, so you're gonna see it a lot. You're gonna see the beast at least like five times. Do you see a lot of his other personalities too? You see all of them. You see all you of them. Literally all Dude, of shout them. Shout out James McAvoy for that. James shit. McAvoy needs a fucking Oscar <laughs> yeah. for this movie, though. Like that's like literally one of the best acting jobs I've ever seen. Cause he like literally he'll snap right into each character. Cause I think he's like what, like twenty some characters in Dude, twenty seven characters. Twenty seven personalities. He'll like he'll literally snap like that in between all of them. Speaking of Oscars, how do you feel it was about one that? One particular I don't like I don't like that Black Panther is nominated for no, movie man, of the year at all, bro. Me I don't like it. Me either. Because it's not a movie of the year I at all. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't it's a great so don't get me wrong. It's a great comic book movie. It's a great movie overall. I don't think it's no besides like cinematography or CGI or costume design or anything like that, no, it should not be a fucking Oscar nominated movie. And this is why I don't understand it. There have I, I been get way the, better I get the angle that they were trying should, to go yeah. from. I get like that it's a culturally important movie that a lot of black folks went Bro, outside it, and it was go cool. Go see Black Klansman in it. It was a way right. better movie. Well, like, but, but I, get it, I also get it from the perspective, though, that it's cool for young black kids to be able to see a superhero that looks like them. So that's dope. I, I get that, but like it we're talking about best movie money than, to not get nominated. And that's right. what I feel like. And it was between that and it was the culture thing, like you said. Like you had like you had like black churches taking fucking buses yep, to go see yep, this for movie. sure. It was it was why dude, I'm gonna take the fucking I'm gonna take this one. Yeah, go for, like, go for it. Go for it, talk. I'm gonna take the whole Black Panther <laughs> thing because it's really bugging me that this movie was nominated for it. a fucking Oscar. I feel like two years ago, remember they had that Oscar so white hashtag yep. shit going on? Uh-huh. I really feel like this is like they're like this is Hollywood saying, Oh, you know. Oh, we'll throw this one to Make you. Make up for it. It's like that. Like we'll throw that, and then just for tip of the iceberg, like Green Book should be nominated. It is nominated. Black Klansman should be nominated. It is. You know, both of those both are. Both of those are nominated. <laughs> I know that, and yep. I'm glad they are nominated. I feel like. Black Panther, the only reason it's up there is because it was popular. Yep, for that's sure. That's the only reason it was up and there. And that's what award shows usually come down to is a popularity contest anymore. No, like Bohemian Rhapsody was honestly the overall better movie in that category. I really hope that wins. Between that I hope and Bo- another Green one Book was, uh, I didn't see Green Book Green yet, Book is actually. fucking phenomenal. There was another one up there that was really good too. Um, I got the things shit. right here. That's oh, 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 Star is Born. Star is Born's up there too. I love, yeah, Star is Born was great. Real quick, best picture is Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite. I don't even know what that is. Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Roma shouldn't be up there either, um, to be honest with you. <laughs> here's a quick thing I wanted to say uh, about shit. it. I kind of felt like if you wanted to do, if you wanted to play into the race thing and be all inclusive, there was three other movies that I saw that I think were way better than Black uh, Panther that were written by black people. So I don't know why they didn't They're nominate Blind Spotting. Um, they could have put in Sorry to Bother You. They could have put in. Bro, hold uh, up. Sorry to Bill bother Street you. Could I talk. Forgot, I forgot all. Of, well, Bill Street could talk. Won a bunch of Golden Globes. But that should have got nominated for Best Picture for Oscar. It should have. I agree. Wait, I know. I know. Uh, Regina King is up there. She has to be up there for like lead actress. Let's at see. Least. Uh, no, she's not. How about supporting? You got, no, she wasn't supporting. She was leading. You got one. the chick from Roma. I don't even know how to say her name, so I don't want to. Br- Butcher it. Glenn Close from The Wife. I don't even know what that movie is. Olivia Coleman from The Favorite. I don't even know who that is or that movie. <laughs> uh, Lady Gaga. Gaga from, she killed that in Lazar's Born. I think Gaga she. Gaga wins. Melissa McCarthy. What the hell is that movie? Can you ever forgive me? I didn't even see that shit either. Man, I am like out of the loop on some of this hey, shit. Hey, shout out to my cousin BJ. Black Panther was not that good. It was good. <laughs> it was a good superhero movie. It was not a good 
Oscar-worthy movie at all. Yeah, I think it was just crazy <laughs> that a, a Marvel movie was even put in there. And if you want to really... No! Logan should be the only fuck... Logan, Logan was sweet, but Logan, I don't know Logan was the only like Oscar-nominated movie. That and Dark Knight were the only two like, Oscar-worthy superhero too. movies that I've ever seen. Right. No, right. Logan, Logan, like I feel like, uh, what's his face? Uh, Hugh Jackman. He could have got something. I still I, need to I see Vice, too. Did you see it. Vice? Yeah, Vice was good. I want to see really that good. one. I feel like it was way more because they made uh, uh, what's his face, Steve Carell. He played Rumsfeld, and he made him like the comic relief of the movie because yeah. you know it was directed by Adam McKay. So yeah, the same guy do Step Brothers. Right. So you know they have that funny elements in it, but it wasn't bad. I didn't see. There's apparently. Did you see it at Eternity's Gate? William Defoe is up for. Never heard of it. Lead actor for Eternity. I never heard of that either. There's. I gotta take Sam this list. Oh, hold on, hold on. Sam Elliott's nominated for Stars Born, like a supporting actor. Fuck yeah. Uh, I want Elliott killed that. I think Mahershala love, Ali needs to win that though Mar- for Mar- Black Mar- Green Book. You, you gotta win. You gotta go see Green Book, bro. Mahershala Mar- Ali. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm. I'm take your word for it. I'm gonna see the movie, but yeah, Sam Elliott killed that role, bro. Who's Richard E. Grant? I don't even know who that is. Do you? I don't even know. Can you forgive me? <laughs> I don't <laughs> either, bro. I've never seen it. I don't either. I've never heard of it. Regina King is nominated. I guess we could just read these down Re- since Regina we're talking King about. Regina King is it. nominated. I just want to throw it out there. Where? It's good. Go oh down. yeah, you're yeah. right. Supporting actress. Good. Uh, good. She should be. Regina King. If you guys don't know, did the voice of Huey and Riley off Boondocks. By the way, apparently this <laughs> the favorite is like. There's like a couple people from the favorite in here. Maybe I need to see this movie. I don't know what it Emma is. Emma Stone, Rachel. It's like a lot of. It must be Brit- It too. must be English movie though, because favorite is spelled F. Wait, Spike Lee is nominated for act. That's dope. Hell okay. yeah! Black Klansman was a lot funnier than I anticipated it being. It was really good. Uh, Shannon, what we got here? Oh, Black Oh Black Panther soundtrack with Kendrick. That, that shit was hard. That was yeah, a great. Yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah, soundtrack. I agree. Kendrick actually, they just released like a list of like um rappers who made the most money this year, and like uh, Kendrick Cole. Jay-Z, Russ. Diddy, we're all at the top. <laughs> Russ made a lot of money this Russ year. I don't made understand. A lot that guy is not a good rapper. I don't get it. Russ oh, animated? Not bad. He's okay. He's He's got an uh, ego that I just can't deal with. animated film, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse is still my favorite movie. Ooh, I like Dial of Dogs with Wes Anderson. That I haven't shit was watched great. That. It's on, it's on, it's on HBO. I haven't checked it out. But no, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse is probably my favorite movie on this list. I need to see that still. I've been trying to download some shit, but... I, Oh, I was about to say uh, the illegal source I used. I mean, allegedly the illegal source I used. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, that's not on the it's not on the list yet. So I'll get there eventually. Let's see. Is there any other uh, categories? screen. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I don't even really like watching the um, award shows that much anymore. I like watching like the Grammys and stuff for the performances, but everyone's just like I don't got mind. such an I like ego. The Oscars. I like the Oscars. Yeah, I, I guess I'll probably, I'll probably like maybe I'll just watch it after record it. I feel it like so the Oscars aren't as rigged as the Grammys are for some reason. Oh yeah, the Grammys is such. Trash. <laughs> I feel like the Oscars aren't rigged as the Grammys. We can talk about the Grammys. Oh, we are talking about the Grammys, like the hip hop category. I think they need to yeah. get like younger representation in all of these award shows because a bunch of old, older, like usually white people. <laughs> that are did just like see, out of touch with with what people are actually fucking with. Did you see the uh, especially the Grammys when they did the tribute to Jeff Bridges for the Golden Globes? That was kind of weird, right? Yeah, I like Jeff Bridges. <laughs> I love Jeff Bridges. I, I think love, he was high, yeah. bro. <laughs> I actually just watched uh, last night. I watched that uh, Bad Times at the El Royale movie. I was okay. Yeah, was I thought good. it was pretty good. Me and Rap saw that in yeah. theaters. I expected a little bit more from it. Like I thought, maybe there could have been like a couple I more it was, twists. It was kind of like a hateful eight type build. It was kind of. Yeah. I do love yeah. a good like um, heist movie or like a like a whodunit type of shit. Bro, I love how <laughs> fuck. I don't want like I don't want to expose too much, but the very like first like two minutes with Nick Swar- uh, 
what Nick Offerman. Yeah, dude, yeah, that, that was great. That tripped that me out. Great. I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. There was quite yeah. a bit of people in that movie too. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Is that out on like video for people? Yeah, I got it. I got it on DVD. Yeah, Bedtime's oh, the Old Royal yeah. is pretty cool. Pretty cool, like heist movie. I haven't seen the Dragon Ball Z movie yet. It's not nominated for anything just because it came out this year. So <laughs> that one's that one's past me. I don't. I've never watched Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z, Z like with the Broly. Yeah, I I, I want to watch it. I haven't checked it out yet. No. Yeah, I'll probably miss that one, but um. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's all the movie. Well, I see. I actually pull up the. What else did I watch? Oh man, I saw Punisher season two. You watched that? I haven't yet? watched it. I watched <laughs> the first two episodes. I watched the first two episodes. Dude, John Bernthal as the Punisher is like the oh, perfect, perfect role, bro. It's perfect and it made me. I, I was thinking about it. And it made me think that maybe he should have survived and led the group instead of Shane in The Walking Dead. I hundred percent agree. <laughs> um, or instead of Rick, I'm sorry. Shane. Yeah, I know. What you're <laughs> <laughs> uh, one show I did check out, the Trigger Warning with Killer Mike. Great. <laughs> the only episode I didn't like, me actually, me and Stevie T were just talking about this. Um, actually, shout out to Stevie T for the recommendation on that Michael Jackson book, too. He's the one that told me about it. Do um, try. But, yeah, we were talking about how the only episode we didn't really like very much because it just made me feel uncomfortable was the like the teaching like a trade through pornography. You know, I was just <laughs> thinking that, too. Cause you, so they had like the, the, the fucking, what do you call it? The man and woman couple. I forgot what you call it. Like the nor like I want I can't heterosexual say heterosexual couple I, heterosexual <laughs> thank you that's the word I'm drawing a blank there I can't say uh you know I can't say normal because yeah. you know I don't want to offend anybody but heterosexual couple then you have like the lesbian couple then you have like the gay couple mm-hmm. and it was just I guess like just watching the reactions from the dudes with the gay couple was, that that part was kind of hilarious yeah me. although it, it creeped was me pretty, the fuck it was out, funny it was re- i mean so i'm like, sorry i'm, I'm not so, like so trigger warning on uh, means, but trigger warning on netflix is killer mike from run the jewels new series and it starts with an episode seeing if he can survive only spending money in the black community for three days oh, that literally Crip-a-cola. means like all of it. like he can't he can't like um Eat anything that wasn't like grown or raised by. He's he's so str- it's struggling the whole time. It's hilarious because he's like, I don't even know where to get my weed from. He's like, all the weeds grown from white people in California. I don't know yeah. where to get my weed from. He's he's like walking on the streets trying to find like a Rastafarian. In, yeah, in he like because all of, <laughs> like all the like the weed is grown by white dudes. Yeah, but like in Northern California. Yeah. My favorite episode I think would probably be like when the Crips got the Crippacola one. Crippacola is probably my favorite. So he's episode. trying to make uh like black business like because he talks about how like the hell's Angels sells like Hell's t-shirts. Angels t-shirts and shit, and how like uh, the Crips and Blood should be able to do the same. Killer so Mike, if you that, ever watched, the, if you ever listen to this podcast, please make Crippacola available. Like I think it Amazon is. Or something. I think you can buy. I've it. been trying to find it. I oh, can't find, you it. find. I cannot it? find it on Amazon, or else I would buy. Or else I would have that shit right now. <laughs> I, I would definitely buy that shit too. Um, but yeah, I've only seen. I saw like three or four episodes. When I've seen. I saw the Religion one, which was hilarious. Um, I saw the Cola one. I saw the bro the fuck trade the, school. Fuck one. the beer for one episode. If we had Cola, I would drink oh, Cola yeah. right now. Well, I'll, I'll I'll try to find some of that. I swear, I thought they said on the I've episode that, that they were making it, it available. They uh, like I we were looked at it up on Amazon the other day. I couldn't find it. Damn, wow. I was definitely looking it up. That or Blood Pop. I couldn't find that one either. Maybe I'll check out. Maybe uh on his like maybe on the Killer Mike website or something. It might know. you know it might be on the like Killer Mike maybe like the Run Jewels website. Or I got something, it. Yeah. I ordered some like cool t shirt. I got a sweet. It's called the Winner versus oh. Losers t shirt. My it's like favorite a Confederate flag. 
and a uh, American flag, and it says America One, Confederate Zero. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite. I think my favorite part when we were in the barbecue restaurant, LP was there. Oh my the god, that was hilarious! And then they found out like the butchers or whatever they were, or the no, like the farmers. They weren't <laughs> raising like they were all white guys raising like the <laughs> cattle and everything, so he couldn't eat it because it was white guys making it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, El, you're just and gonna eat El that just, like, right, eating in, front it right in front of him. <laughs> That's some shit I would do. I mean, I was, he's like, the thing is this, Mike. I was at the hotel last night. <laughs> oh yeah, he had like. Lobster, like. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Run the Jewels, and if you uh, if oh, you're Joe man. Rogan fans, Killer Mike was on Joe Rogan's episode that should probably be up on YouTube by now. Yes, Shannon, it was we a are great going to the band Thundercat show tonight. Hell yeah, I'm not missing a free Thundercat show. That's my <laughs> favorite motherfucker right now. I hope you know what I was thinking too, because you know how he shared that story about Mac Miller on Mac Miller's birthday the other day, bro. So speaking of which, that was another reason why I was emotional because you know I'm a big Mac Miller fan. Oh yeah, like that show that we played on, that I played on Ziggy's that Saturday. Birthday, that, right? was, that was Mac Miller's birthday. Yeah. That was another thing. I was like, because Mac Miller's my boy. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he shared this story about like writing "What's the Use," which is the song on Mac Miller's last album that features Thundercat, and I think there's even like a little Snoop Dogg part on that too, where he's like just singing in the chorus. But um, he was ah! talking about like sorry. Because your dad over here crying because you listen to him about the Hebrew Israelites. Yeah, I pay attention. No, I don't act like I do, but I do pay attention. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Mac Miller and Thundercat have a song together on Mac Miller's last album, and Thundercat shared a story about it on his birthday, and it kind of gave him a different perspective on listening to What's the Use. And I was wondering if you think that he'll probably may, may play that song tonight, Thundercat? What's the Use? Yeah. I hope so. That'd be fucking sweet. I also oh. kind of hope he has uh, Justin Brown playing drums with him, who he had with them at uh, Electric Force a couple years ago. You know who I ago. hope is there? Who? Zach Fox. Zach Fox isn't going to be there. You know, Zach Fox opened for him twice. Really? Actually, yeah. I mean, well, Zach I don't Fox think this is that kind boys. of deal, though. I don't but, think it is either, but yeah. I, I, you know, I, wishful thing. Zach Fox is a fucking I, I need, weirdo, man. He's funny, but he's a weirdo. <laughs> I need to meet Zach Fox just once in my life. <laughs> just like, yo, uh, where do you come up with this shit? I don't even Dude, follow him, but I see his shit all the time because Thundercat's always retweeting it. I have to follow him. <laughs> like, I, yep. I was like, I'm just so intrigued by this guy. It's not even funny. Yeah, I was supposed to do no social media this month, too, but that totally fell by the wayside because I had to start up the Beats and Brews Twitter and everything. There's and no way you cannot do social media what we do. Plus, I, actually, no I think t- Twitter's starting to become a place of the devil like Facebook, too, so Twitter I'm going to pump you, the brakes on that. And I, But I do love Instagram. I'm not going to lie. I love Instagram. I like seeing people's kids. I like seeing people's dogs. Twitter was always <laughs> like, like that. So that Twitter, shit. you can creep on celebrities. So it was always like that. Right, it's yeah. way easier to creep on celebrities on Twitter. I like about it. I like <laughs> it for posting music, but then you'll find yourself like getting oh, heated because you read some shit and you're like, God damn it! You're Twitter's like, oh. not the best place for music. No, I like to yeah. post shit about oh, okay, music okay, on okay. there. Okay. Like, because most Instagram is mostly for. Well, I can do it on Instagram. I do it on my style. Play say, Instagram on my be story. way better for that. Yeah, no, Instagram visuals. Instagram is my favorite out of yeah. all of them for sure. I mean, Twitter you can do the visuals too, but it's not as good. My brother Dave's off everything. He got rid of Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that shit. I'm jealous. Snapchat would be cool too. Oh, I got rid of that a long time ago. Snapchat yeah, I, sucks. I have them all. You can follow me on I Hate E-Man Bates with all of them. <laughs> yep, little placement right there. Me, Neil Richter 518 on Instagram. Ah, hey. Yeah, yeah. Or a Beats and Brews page, which is Beats underscore Brews POV. Yay. <laughs> we actually, it's so weird, dude. I get all these like um, like Russian verified accounts following our fucking Twitter page. Do we really? <laughs> yeah. We like most of our accounts are like verified Yo, accounts. Hey, let's do a it. shot of vodka. Hey, white Russian! <laughs> white Russian! <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, 
But yeah, dude, uh, let's see. What else did I want to talk about today? Did I have anything else down? Punisher Season 2 is sweet. Oh, the Boogie album comes out tonight. Something, something, something. Actually, I took a picture. I wanted to read that off. It's my um, self-destruction. I love Boogie. So on his track list, he's got, uh, it looks like it's going to be 13 tracks. J.I.D. was featured. J.I.D., Eminem. Eminem, Black is on there, which is, that's going to be dope. And I really like, really like Boogie a lot. Um I think he's really dope. That's a sweet ass cover too. Yeah, Him praying with the one, with yeah. the hat on and shit. That's great. Or the do rag. Um, so yeah, look out for Boogie. His, he's a. If you guys don't know who Boogie is, he's the newest Shady Records signee that they've been pumping for a while. But his debut album is finally about to drop. And he said, "Man, he said he almost went broke trying to make this shit before he got on the Shady deal. He said he was sleeping on his friends' couches and shit trying to write it. So I'm looking forward to him." Um, Let's see. We talked about the Oscar noms. Is there anything else you want to talk about, bro? I've 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 talked about a lot of the stuff that I'm got going on for this week. Uh, Who was the guest that we're trying to, that we had to bump that we're pushing? Uh, oh, Kid Swope. Kid Swope will be on here next week. Kid Swope and Sam Crawford. Shout out to them. Kid oh. Swope actually just played at the Detroit Underground Music Awards, by the way, too. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, like Good for them. Oh, speaking of which. I uh I made a jump. I submitted "Be Careful, Be Safe" for the Detroit hip hop. Uh, Detroit fuck hip, uh, yes, you should have. Good job, yeah. dude. Uh, for, for like hip hop category. Um, uh, honestly, if like say for instance, if like a bigger say like Royce is nominated, I'm obviously not gonna win. But if I get on the ballot, I'm happy. I That'd feel be like great. if I get on the ballot, I win. I, that's a win in my book. Yeah, for sure. And also, um, I talked to Johnny Morris because he... Johnny Morris needs to be on this show. Yeah, we're talking about like a week or two after he puts... Because he's got an EP coming out, I think, next week. Um, so I talked. I told him it'd be good to have him uh, on. Johnny, be good, yeah. After he drops it, so that way we could like promote it and play some of the music on there. When is he hopping on? When you? Um, so if you got them on next week, we could do the following week. Because I got... Yep, that works out perfect. Because right. I, I got Rocky the 14th, so yeah. That's cool. So that works out perfect, actually. That works. Um, all right. Well, before I end this episode, I just want to uh, show some love real quick to my main man, Chewy. Um, a, well, his real name Sean Foster, but everyone that I know calls him Chewy. Um, I just want to send my love and thoughts of positive vibes going out to him. Um, him and his family are going through a lot right now. Um, I'm not going to get into details, but I owe him a lot. I always look, I looked up to him like a big brother for a long time. He's like four years older than me. Um, and he showed me so much amazing music that I listen to to this day, like Grizzly Bear, Flea Foxes, all the shit that I love. I can't, I can't even name, name them all because he showed me so much good music. Um, so I just want to send him some love because he's going through a hard time right now and um, also dedicate the song that we are about to play on the end here to him. Um, just a little reminder to keep your head up and stay positive uh, during this trying time, my friend. So this goes out to you, buddy. Shout out to you. Uh we weren't in the live stream right now, though, just because we get flagged. But peace. See ya. Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's Bye.
See you next week, everybody. Thank you. Peace.